welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. I'm your producer, Maddie Johansson, and for this episode, I passed my hosting mic to Annie Mays, our education program manager here at Alteryx. And I know our desire just to just to help get this into the hands of a younger student audience is something that's really important to us too. In this episode, you'll hear clips from two conversations that Annie had, both celebrating the success of students, a parent, and an educator who learned all tricks and who really see the value of data literacy. The first conversation you'll hear is with a father-son duo. Leo Rodriguez is a VP here at Alltricks. Uh personal philosophy is that it, it never ever hurts to learn something new, right? And his son Felipe. Math is universal. Like if I tell you one plus one in Chinese, one plus one isn't three, right? Here in America, it's two and over there it's two. It's universal, it makes sense. You'll also hear clips from Annie's conversation with a teacher-student duo. Mr. Tin Tran, a high school educator in Irvine, California. It's really exciting because that empowers students to essentially figure things out for themselves. And one of Tin's students, Ryan Wu. I think teachers who bring in that sort of extra news and that relevancy to the modern times, uh, those are really engaging and appealing to me. Throughout the episode, you'll hear me pop on to walk you through the conversations. To start, let's go to Annie, who asked Felipe's dad, Leo, to share a cool and relatable example of Alteryx in the real world. Yeah, and it's interesting, Leo, as we are building programming and resources for a younger audience, a more K-12 specific audience, middle right. school and high school. We are trying to come up with ways in which we can communicate what Alteryx does uh, to this younger audience. And so I'm wondering, are there any kind of cool use cases or things that you have seen out in the world in your role uh, that you think would inspire students uh, around what the what Alteryx can do in, in a way that students find interesting? Yeah, I think I think um, you know one one of the things I thought is every time we when we, when we used to go out <laughs> or when we go out again, if if you go to any burger place or any place uh, that particularly my kids love, there are these uh, Coca Cola machines um, that you can mix your own flavors. I'm sure you've seen them, Felipe. What's your what's your a best combination on one of those uh, machines. You know what I'm I talking about. I haven't been there in a while, but I pretty much, you know, you go crazy and you basically turn your cup. You think it's going to look like a rainbow, and it all turns brown because you're mixing all the colors together. Yeah. So, so what <laughs> those machines do is they have uh, different different types of uh, Coca-Cola products, and you know, you can imagine kids like these. They go and they 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 put their own um, they they put their own beverage together. Uh, not always tastes great, but uh, that those machines have telemetry that they ship back uh, electronically to Coca-Cola. So what happens is Coca-Cola need to deliver different sort of uh, combinations of, of products and um, sort of the, the base product. So you have them in the machine. If you can, if you can imagine all the combinations, uh, those machines have all the flavors of. Uh, all the types of soda that Coca-Cola sells and all the flavors. Um, it's just hundreds and hundreds of combinations. How do you make sure that they don't run out of product, right? And that not only that, 
you also don't overstock the machines. So on one side, you have a dissatisfied client. On the other side, you have overstock and cost. So what Coca-Cola does, they use Alteryx to look at all those combinations, um, analyze them, and ship close to the right amount of product to these places. So, you know, that's pretty exciting for a kid that, you know, you can trace back all the sort of the, all your combination, your favorite combinations um, with uh, sort of this, this type of use case, right? It's, I, I think it's amazing. And, you know, we sell into some of the most iconic companies in the world. So let's think about a kid like Felipe's age, 13 years old. He's uh, just a few years uh, from getting out on the marketplace or starting doing internships. Um, I, I think it's a tremendous competitive advantage to understand the basics of data science and understand, you know, one, one of the best tools there, there is in the marketplace. For anyone out there who loves problem solving, you can see the appeal of using Alteryx to get that insight from your data. As a bonus, you can check out this workflow on our show notes at community.alteryx.com podcast. But for now, let's turn to Annie's conversation with Ryan's teacher, Tin, in California, who has been folding Alteryx into his curriculum at school. And uh, Tin, I know uh, you and I have spoken quite a bit this last semester, uh, but would you like to give an overview of uh, the course that you teach, kind of some of the methods that you use to bring um, alternate instruction into your classroom, just in general, what your class looks like, so we can kind of get a feel for the work that you're doing? So I teach an engineering class. It's called Intro to Engineering Design. And as part of that class, students learn different uh, types of software. So for example, they learn computer-aided design, CAD. And one of the big emphasis of that class is technology and, and just learning and getting proficient at different types of technology. So what I do is I read and I see what is relevant. Um, what, what are the relevant skills that that workers need today. And then I try to incorporate those skills into my classroom. And one of those is uh, data analytics, which is what we're here to talk about. Uh, it's interesting because over the course of the last few months, we've introduced a program specifically for students who are in middle school and high school. And now we find ourselves in the middle of a pandemic where there is a lot more online and virtual instruction. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, Tin, just kicking off the semester, I actually, I think it, your semester was halfway through when you brought Alteryx into your classroom. But in light of the pandemic and the virtual learning, how has Alteryx helped support the work that you were doing? And what did that look like from a virtual standpoint with students learning it on their own? Yeah, so um, Arturix gave uh, students the opportunity to learn a piece of software, Arturix Designer, and get course certified on their own. And so what I did was I, I, I facilitated that process by creating a pacing guide where I broke down their learning path uh, into various modules. And I, I put due dates on certain modules, you know, just to help them keep, keep good progress um, through the learning path. And my goal was to uh, have them complete the, uh, the learning path in the remaining months of the school year that we had left uh, during the pandemic. 
Got it. And Tim, I'm curious too, just from an educator standpoint, I know that you and I uh, have had many discussions just about yourself learning Alteryx Designer. What was the process like for you as an educator onboarding to Alteryx Designer? And what did that look like then translating what you learned to your students? Yeah, so the onboarding process was was really easy, uh, thanks to you and Alteryx. Uh, you know, you provided all the instructions to, to how to download the software, how to uh, sign on for an account. Uh, so that was that went really smoothly. Um, learning it, on the other hand, was was a challenge for me because you know I'm I'm used to the traditional uh, Microsoft programs and Excel and things like that. I also teach Excel in my class. Um, so learning Arturix was kind of a, a different way, a different way to to do kind of basically do the same thing, but it was much more powerful and more robust. So so at certain times I had a hard time getting my head around it all, but uh, but it, it's it's re really a really powerful tool, and I was really uh, satisfied with. The knowledge that I gained, and uh, even more satisfied by what my students are learning. Got it. Yeah, great. Thank you. And Ryan, how do you end up in a class like the engineering class? Uh, what does that look like from a student perspective? I really wanted to learn more about technology and how to get hands-on experience with it. And Mr. Tran's class and his um, STEM programs really introduced me to a lot of that. And through his opportunities, I was really able to learn about things like data analytics and basic technological processes. I was able to learn Python. I was able to get experience with uh, Raspberry Pi and really play around with that. And so I really enjoyed the class because I chose it. And it was it counted towards my uh, graduation requirements. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Got it. And then Ryan, what did that look like uh, when Tin brought the platform to your class? How was it introduced and what were your initial thoughts about it? Yeah. yeah. So at our school, Mr. Tran or Tin is a STEM program coordinator <laughs> and he offered everyone an opportunity to learn about Alteryx for free. So he advertised it to the students as kind of a gaining a leg up in the highly regarded data analytics job. And the key word here that really appealed to me was that it was for free. I mean, getting the opportunity to try something new and earn a certification that would help me in my future while also being free, uh, it didn't seem like something I would really want to brush aside and pass up on. So it was, it was like a unique experience, especially since it was free. You can see here that Tin's student, Ryan, is really excited about gaining knowledge in all things tech. And Tin is equally eager to facilitate that learning. Plus, as Tin mentioned, the Alteryx for Good team is ready to help educators and students start this journey. Let's jump back over to Leah's son, Felipe. Felipe, I'm actually pretty curious. Have you done much in terms of data science or analytics or had anything like that woven into any of your classes already in middle school? Uh, yes, actually. In seventh grade, we started doing a lot more uh, analyzing, you know, different uh, data sets, seeing but we didn't have anything like Alteryx or Excel to help us. We do it manually. And let, let me just say, it's a, it's a lot more fun when you can tell a machine to do it for you, you know? Uh, and you can tell them how, right? Because Alteryx is, it's not, like, it's a lot easier than Excel to do, but it takes a while to get used to it. So I'd use Excel and 
you know, it was very s small scale. And I didn't realize that these companies were doing the exact same thing I was on a larger scale with the same software. And I thought to myself, how? Like, that would have been, like, insane. And it was just, like, I couldn't even start to think on how hard it would be for someone to basically take a multi-million um, dollar company and try to pass it through Excel and see uh, what numbers they get. It just didn't make sense to me. You know, like, it's not as data analytics focused as Alteryx. Alteryx, it's a lot easier than Excel. I tried doing the same thing with Excel. No, not gonna happen. Earlier this year, as more and more activities became virtual, educators, parents, and students really had to get creative. Here's Felipe again. Yeah, one day we were just, you know, thinking, what am I gonna do for the next three months of nothingness? And... We were thinking, we said, well, maybe coding, but, you know, I had already tried coding. Right, and right, I got kind right. Of That's one of the things we we bounce off, which is, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to force coding uh, into my kids from, from the beginning because I know it helps a lot. It helped me tremendously, but some, for some reason it didn't, it didn't take, right? So. Well, it, it helped a lot. Like with computer science class next year, it's, it's going to help uh, knowing a little bit more about coding. Uh, but... I think the main reason why uh, the Alteryx certification interested me was because it was a challenge. It was it was a challenge that I personally enjoyed. What a cool way to think about the Alteryx certification. Simply as a challenge, as a practice and expanding your way of thinking. This was important to Tin as an educator as well. Here's Annie. So, and Tin, I want to ask a follow-up question to you too. As you're watching your students like Ryan going through this program, what were some thoughts that you had as an educator as far as watching them progress to and through the content and learning all tricks on their own? What did that feel like for you as an educator? Yeah, so, you know, at first I thought it was going to be challenging for the students. Uh, but I think once the kids started getting the hang of it, it becomes pretty natural and, and they pick it up pretty quickly. I think a lot quicker than I did. And just the fact that they're learning something new on their own, self-motivated, self-driven, that's the standard right there because you know a lot of education these days is, is self-driven. So one of the ways uh, our students are gonna get a competitive advantage is to be able to uh, have those skills, you know, to, to learn things on their own, at their own pace, and just keep persevering. As a parent, Leo went through a similar thought process when introducing Alteryx to his son, Felipe. Uh, you know, to me as a dad, I, I was a little fearful about kind of pushing him um, or, or putting this in front of him. I wouldn't say pushing him, but I would say, uh, you know, fearful that he would feel like a failure if he doesn't pass or it, it, it started pretty rough. Um, I think, you know, once, once we kind of figured out a way on how to go through the certification and the exercises, uh, it took a little bit of a life on its own. He, he just kind of planned, he planned to fail basically is one of the things I take out of it. And, and I say this because he said, well, you know, between now and my birthday, the, the idea was that he does it, that he certifies before his 13th birthday. So we can kind of uh, take it as a badge of honor that he did it when he was 12. So he went through and said, I, I can fail 
these amount of times, right? You can take the exam every seven days and that way, um, sort of I'll, I'll learn how the exam works and, and sort of learn through the process. But, you know, I, I, I was fearful throughout the process that did I, you know, did I throw out too much at him? Will he feel like very demotivated? And those, those were some of the fears, but at the same time, it helped in the main aspect, which is, you know, he woke up every morning, had something to do, spent some of the morning at the same time in the computer and connected to the web, but also kind of absorbing something that expands his brain and, and kind of forces him to, to kind of take on a new skill. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. And I will say it is definitely a badge of honor to have become Alteryx course <laughs> certified before your 13th birthday. So that's amazing. Yeah. Now, if you've been a longtime listener of Alter Everything, you know that we love highlighting the importance of embracing failures and challenges as motivation to keep trying and keep getting better. And I think we sometimes can underestimate the resilience of people the younger generation in particular, but really when you think about it, they're perfect for this type of thing. Here's Ryan telling Annie about why these alternative methods work so well for him. Alternative learning methods such as like playing things with Kahoot and Jeopardy have really increased my amount of dedication to learning something because there's always a game involved. So I like to play video games. And so having that sort of incentive definitely motivates me to want to learn something and come out on top during games. And I think there are a lot of other people that would agree with this, especially in this modern age of technology and with everyone gaming, especially on like different devices, like on their phone every single day, um, especially on consoles and throughout the internet. That's really cool. Yeah, we hear that a lot from students. Felipe's dad, Leo, also understands the importance of embracing alternative learning for his kids, especially given how agile they are when it comes to technology. So, uh, you know, we were trying to find ways to channel several things. He's uh, interested in science, um, but also this natural relationship that uh, kids have with uh, devices, uh, computer, electronics, and internet as a whole. So, and also just using, using this time that is, is so hard on everybody as an opportunity to to improve yourself, um, which which is some some sort of one of my values is like you, you know you take hard times and and you get the best out of it. Okay, so earlier Tim mentioned how important it is for students to be able to self guide their learning, but when you have curriculum to plan and learning standards to meet in the classroom, how do educators adapt and keep learning fun, especially in virtual environments? Here's Annie diving into this topic more with Tim. And I think now with students just having to be online more and then having all this information and access available to them, that self-guided learning is even more crucial. So, Tin, I'm wondering uh, what kinds of content, I mean, whether it's Alteryx or something else, what kinds of content do you see students responding to when you are bringing them these kind of self-guided learning options? And how do you choose kind of what to introduce them to as an educator? I think students respond to content that is current and relevant um, and something that prepares them for the future, whether it be a career or just becoming a healthy, you know, productive individual later in their life. And so I, I read a lot uh, on technology. I keep up with the news. And so that gives me a sense of, you know, where where the field is going. And that's how I decide uh, what concepts and, and skills to present to my students. 
Got it. And then how do you weave it, that content into your curriculum? Is your curriculum something that has kind of been set in stone and now more recently you're having to adapt to it? Or have you always been able to be agile and bring in external tools and resources that you feel benefit your students? So the class curriculum, I consider as the base curriculum. Right. So we cover that as the base. And then whenever there's you know something relevant or interesting that's going on in the world today, I will incorporate that into classroom discussions. For example, like I was really glued to the live stream of Launch America uh, when the astronauts first launched into space and when they arrived home. And, you know, watching the live stream from NASA and SpaceX, to me, that is the best STEM lesson that one could possibly have. And so so I kind of try to uh, incorporate things like that into my classroom. And I'll, I'll, I'll let them know, hey, there's this live stream going on, on you know, what you might want to check it out. You know, and various articles that I read about technology and things like that, I'll share with them so, so that they, they can start to think about how what they're learning applies in real life. I cannot tell you how much I relate to this. I think everyone can. There's so much to learn out there, but if you invest your time learning something that is relevant to your interests and that can maybe even open up doors for you in the future, it's really a no-brainer. Think about the certification that we heard the group mention earlier. The Alteryx certification is free. You can take the exam as many times as you need in order to pass, and you can utilize all of the resources on community to help you improve. Plus, it bears a lot of weight when added to your resume or LinkedIn profile. Back to Annie. Felipe, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk more specifically just about how you got to the core certification. Can you walk me through just some of the resources, whether it's in the Alteryx community or things that you found on your own that helped you prepare for the core certification exam? Yeah. So uh, let's let's start at the beginning. At the beginning, uh, we looked at how, the, how we were going to do the tests, and I said, I can take it every seven days. And I'm probably not going to pass on the first try, right? So I give myself two weeks to prepare before the before the first test, and then another four weeks to take the test four times before my birthday, right? So I came into the first test and I was like, I took all, the, I passed all the lesson plans, I you know did everything you're supposed to, but I made one crucial mistake. I didn't do the weekly challenges the first two weeks because I looked at it and I said, how am I going to do this? So I walk into the test, bam, first question is a practical uh, application question. I get stuck for 30 minutes trying to figure it out. And, you know, the first test, I didn't even pass. I got four, I got 38% on that first test. So, you know, instantly humbled, realized this is going to take more than one try. And I said, okay, let's start, because the practical application really is where I got stuck. So I said, let's start doing the weekly challenges. First week, I improved by 30% just doing the weekly challenges. So now there are some questions where it would have been useful to have Alteryx help open. So now as I'm taking the test, right before I open the test, I have Alteryx Designer open, I have Alteryx help and Alteryx community open. And you know, in between these tests, I'm doing as many weekly challenges as I can fit into my schedule, uh, which, let's be honest, you know, being stuck at home, there wasn't much time already taken up, so I could fit a good deal of weekly challenges in. 
And, uh, yeah, and then it, on the fourth uh, try, a day before I turned 13, you know, I passed. And I, I saw, I hit the finish test button, I saw the 80.2%, and I said, great, I passed. And the wash of relief of the past six weeks, just, you know, it just felt great just having passed this thing that took me six weeks the day before my birthday. That's amazing. So Oh, yeah. go ahead, Leo. No, I was just saying, uh, I mean, I, I think um, the the weekly challenges, I would say it's critical. They, they are critical for, you know, I, I wasn't much looking over his shoulder, but I knew from people that have done it that the weekly challenges were important. And as you can hear, they were critical. I think the, the other thing is just taking the mock tests, right, Felipe? You did the mock test. You yeah, did I the, took, the, I took yeah. the practice test, too, and that kind of helped me, uh, you know, get the general structure of how the test was going to go. Right, and uh, and just the documentation that was there, uh, the sort of the, the the guide and the different small videos and, and, and sort of courses that, that Altrix has in the community that was also um quite a bit of help but I, I don't remember did you do them all or just um, i did all just, of the core ones all of the core uh, yeah all, all of the core ones and and uh what else was anything outside of the community that that you use or was just all self-contained there um you know it was mostly just alteryx uh um in the community all the stuff i found was all there ryan had a similar story and Ryan, I'm curious too about course certification itself in light of just the discussion that we're having. Uh, what what advice would you give to another high school student who maybe has not taken any type of certification outside of traditional coursework? And what was it like to uh, go through the learning to get course certified? So my advice to other students is to really just keep on working at it because if you if you don't work at it, then you'll kind of forget everything, and you'll just be oh you'll just be going through the motions without really thinking about what you're doing and the the significance of what this data analytics can have in terms of the future. And so my the advice that I would give is that you should always put your best effort into everything because if you the test those things are. Um, they're kind of they're kind of tricky sometimes, so that's why I, I didn't pass on my first try. It took me a while before I got into the hang of it. And the best way to do it is by really going through the learning paths, which were building up your foundational knowledge, and then practicing that with the weekly challenges. The weekly challenges were actually crucial because they were really um they they really put your knowledge into question and like they they really tested what you knew. And if you didn't know something, you could just go through the the community and search it up or look at the comment section and see what people were able to do. Because some people are really creative and they figure it out like like some really creative way. Like my other friend, he did some really complicated way to solve this community challenge. And I, and I just did it in some like really simple, basic way. So it's really, it's really um, cool to see how different minds work and how there's so many ways to get to one answer. Awesome. And then you mentioned some of your friends. How many, and this is this question is for either of you, how many students uh, were using Alteryx or went through the K-12 program with you, Tin, uh, and how many then were course certified? 
Yeah. So this past semester, uh, we did it as a pilot program. So it was it was totally optional. You know, I, I really didn't want to force the students to to tackle on something, take on something that they felt was too overwhelming. So so it was completely optional. So I left it to to students who were self-motivated. And I would say we got we had about 10 students who who went through the the learning path this past semester and about five students have uh, passed and uh, received certification so far. That's amazing. And I know our desire just to just to help get this into the hands of a younger student audience is something that's really important to us, too. And so I'm curious, Tin, I, how do you introduce data science and analytics as a area of study to your students? What does that look like? Because I, I know a lot of educators might struggle with explaining the, the area of study itself. What do you do to introduce students to what data science and analytics is and what it can do for them? One of the units in our engineering class is on statistics. And in that unit, we primarily use Excel and they learn how to figure out the mean, the mode, and all that basic stuff. We also get into the R value and the R squared value and talking about, you know, how how closely the data line you know matches up with the line and things like that. So that's that's kind of how I introduce data analytics to students is through that unit which is on statistics. And then I tell them, you know, like look you guys, you know, statistics and data analysis is used in industry all the time, whether it be to determine what products uh, customers are buying, to what Netflix shows they're watching at a, a certain point in time. So it's used all the time. And so that's that's kind of how I relate uh, data analytics to kind of the things that, that they experience in their everyday lives. Got it. And then, Tin, do you have any thoughts around uh, other areas in school, in high school specifically, where data analytics is either introduced or should be introduced? Well, what you know, an interesting idea I have is to partner up with the high school baseball team. And, you know, in baseball, there's a lot of stats that are taken and recorded. So I was thinking of maybe having my students analyze those stats and, and provide some sort of helpful conclusions to improve his team's performance. That's one project. Another one, too, I thought about was, you know, since we've had this pandemic and we've asked families to select what teaching models they prefer, whether it be hybrid or virtual, you know, so it's it kind of caused this really chaotic mess in the master schedule and how to how to piece all that together. So I was thinking of using data analytics to help with that process to kind of cut down the, the the time it takes to put together a complicated master schedule for our school. That's really cool. Um, both of those. I love the idea of partnering with the baseball team or any of the sports teams on campus. There's so many cool things that they could tap into students' individual interests where they could see data science and analytics being relevant, which is really cool. Let's jump back to Annie's conversation with Felipe. And I wonder, too, if you uh, hypothetically are in a class as an eighth grader and you see that Alteryx maybe could come in handy, but the teacher has no idea what it is or hasn't heard of it before, what might you say to your teacher to encourage them to start incorporating Alteryx into the class? Well, I'd probably do like the trial by fire thing. I'd get two of the same data sets, make her try 
analyzing it once through Excel and the other time through Alteryx. And I'll, you know, and I'll see which one she likes better. And then, or he. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trial by fire. Make awesome. them realize how much better it is. Yeah, and what about uh, other students? If you were trying to encourage any of your friends to get started in data science and analytics, what might you say to them? I think I would probably just show them how the software works a little bit, you know, myself, and then tell them, hey, why don't you try, uh, you know, getting certified? And yeah. Leo, I'm interested yeah. uh, from your perspective as a parent, what advice might you have for parents who are trying to think of creative ways to keep their student engaged while at home? Uh, and maybe they don't know what Alteryx is. What might you say to them to encourage them to find out a little bit more? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good question. A little bit of a personal philosophy is that it, it never ever hurts to learn something new, right? So it doesn't have to be getting certified. It can be just learning how to use the software or, you know, taking some of the training that, that Felipe did or, or just getting familiar, get, um, getting your your bearings around data analytics. Like I, I think, like I said before, I think it's going to be a critical skill um, especially for people coming out of school. Um, the, the other thing is you might think as a parent that you don't want to, you know, there's always this fear that you want to, don't want to set your kids for failure. But, and, and that was a, a, a big fear of mine is, you know, I was kind of second guessing myself. Did I throw too much at him again? Um, just don't, don't be fearful, you know, 12 year old kid, uh, enough time and enough greed to, to get through it. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to have any special skills or special previous knowledge, just a little bit of encouragement. And, you know, that makes me very hopeful about the new generations, <laughs> incidentally. Um, I think for us, it was also um, selfish in the sense that, you know, Felipe told you how he sees himself working for a car company. I, I think we also saw a much immediate result, which is in his school, he needs to develop a portfolio. Um, and that portfolio will be part of um, s sort of his high school selection and probably beyond that in college. Now that portfolio will have a very important asset, which is knowledge and certification in one of the most popular in useful technologies of today, which is designer and, and Alteryx. Um, now, I don't know about you, but if I'm a, um, a person at a college or I'm an executive at a company that is selecting interns and I see somebody that, that has that, it, it's immensely valuable uh, for me. And, and it tells me all sorts of things about the individual, about their family, about uh, their capacities. So today when we are so worried about, you know, competitiveness in the workplace, I think as parents, we have a duty to, to experiment with these things. So yeah, go ahead, give Alteryx a try, uh, put it in front of your kids. It's not for every kid, like, you know, uh, but, but just definitely give it a try. Never stop learning a universal sentiment that was definitely felt by Leo, Felipe, Tin, and Ryan. So here's a challenge for you. Visit community.altrix.com podcast, where you'll find links to all of the programs and resources mentioned in this episode. 
Plus, we have blog posts and an infographic about the data science profession that gives great insight into a career using Alteryx. And if you have an Alteryx success story, tell us about it in the comments on our show notes page or share it on social media by tagging at Alteryx and using the hashtag AlterEverythingPodcast. Catch you next time.